Hi, I'm Hillary Walsh, a serial entrepreneur, award-winning immigration lawyer, law professor, TEDx speaker, and raving Phoenix Suns fan. Over the past decade, I've helped thousands of immigrants live free in the United States. I'm talking work permits, social security numbers, green cards, their citizenship, VAWA, T-Visa, U-Visa, and lots of successful appeals. Here's the thing. Immigration law is super complicated and legal advice, well, it can be pretty expensive. So I created the Immigration Law Made Easy podcast to share my 10 plus years of experience with you for free. So if you're looking for tried and true, no BS, step-by-step strategies and tips on how to win your immigration case and live truly free in the United States, you're in the right place, my friend. Let's get started. Good morning. Happy day. I'm so happy that you're here. How are you today, my friends? Um, Today is my second week of my birthday month. Uh, Some people have birthdays. Some people have birthday weeks. I'm going for the birthday month, at least here with you right now. I promise you I'm not demanding everyone celebrate my birthday all month long, but we kind of are here on the show because um, I want to share with you personal stories about why I love doing certain case types, because I think that sometimes when we understand why people do what they do, we feel a little bit more connected to them. And that is absolutely, I love feeling connected to people and want to have that connection with you, even if I haven't met you yet. So I love working on cases um, where people who they've been just upstanding people. They, they don't have, and Hey, I like working on cases where people have criminal history too. Cause I just, I don't think that you should ever pay the price of your, um, mistake more than once. And that's what our criminal justice system does because then immigration kicks in and you have to pay a penalty a second time. But the cases where people come to me and say, this is so unfair. I have been a really good person and they feel like they've just gotten a raw deal. I love working on those cases because I've been there. I remember when I was a teenager, I got put in foster care because of child abuse from my parents, got put in foster care. While I was in foster care, I skipped play practice to go to Sonic for happy hour with some of my girlfriends from a nearby school that I had just been at. They were my best friends. And we went and got 40 cent Slurpees instead of me going to play practice. I was in the music man and they reported me as missing. And when I came, because I didn't go to play practice and I was technically missing, they said that I was a runaway and that I had to go to a lockup facility for child runaways. And most of these kids, I am here on the other side to tell you, most of the kids, the teenagers at that lockup facility were naughty kids. Um, They were kids who had drug problems, who they were threatening to kill their parents, who they had done a lot of violent and aggressive things. And I had done none of those things. And I felt and still feel like on some level, I got a really raw deal. I was a really good person. And yet here I was locked up. And so this is where my passion for helping people who are detained really comes from, because I can't count the number of people who have been sometimes for years in immigration detention who've never committed or been convicted of a crime because immigration detention isn't a penalty box like it is for prison, but yet 
the prison and the detention center are oftentimes the exact same place. The only way you know if you're in there because of immigration or if you're in there because of a criminal conviction is the color of your, your clothing that you're issued. So we can call it not a penalty. We can say it's not prison, but it's prison. And these are people who you go in and you meet with them and they explain, I was just driving down the road and I got pulled over and next thing you know, I'm here and I'm detained. Or I've been a lawful permanent resident for all these years and as a teenager, I did this stuff and now it's coming back to haunt me. I haven't even done anything wrong since I was 16 or 17 years old. And yet here I am as I'm 35, 40 years old and I'm being detained because all of a sudden it's been brought to someone's attention. And these are the cases where it's just, I, I connect with that so much, especially seeing people when you are put in prison or you're in immigration detention, you are reduced to less than human. I, I mean, you, you go to the bathroom in public, you take a shower in public, um, you get your period in public, you know, because you have no privacy. And, and that really is a dehumanizing experience that no one should have to experience, I don't think. But um, the way we punish people with prison or with immigration detention, and you see people going through that, and you want to bring them back to the humanity that that they are owed. We are all humans, and we are all owed the basic dignities of life. And I have been in those situations. I've not ever had to go to the bathroom in public or something like that. Like the the lockup facility was not like that, but I have been close enough to that. And I felt like it was such an unfair thing that as an immigration lawyer, it is my great pleasure and my great honor to be able to help people get out of that situation. I should also add to be able to help them avoid it. Because at the end of the day, when we file before you are, are caught, we help you avoid that because that is the hammer that's waiting for you if we don't get ahead of it. One of the cases that comes to mind is when I was working for a woman who, this was when I was living in Korea because my husband's in the military and we were stationed in Korea. So I was doing appeals for a nonprofit in Arizona and I found out by doing this woman's appeal, she was from Ethiopia and she had been granted a bond. The judge said, if you can pay $10,000, you can leave. But unfortunately, she didn't know a soul in the United States. All of her family lived in Ethiopia and she had fled Ethiopia because she had been tortured there. So, you know, what an awful situation where it's like, if you just have some money and, um, you know, you can get out, but she had no money. And she had no one who could sign as her sponsor. And I reached out to, you know, and the, the church network is really kind of amazing because the church network ended up getting connected to a man who owns an Ethiopian restaurant in Tucson. And he's Ethiopian American. And he went to the detention center and he paid this 10,000 bond for a stranger who he had never met, $10,000 not thinking he was ever going to get it back, never going to see that money again and paid it. She, she went free and she still, she ended up getting relief granted and winning her case. And he ended up getting his money back. And like, that was an unfair situation for her, but what an amazing opportunity for one human to care about another human with 
the thing that matters a lot, which is 10 G's. And I just love that story because yes, it's unfair that this situation occurred, but it changed my life. Like, and I, it, I wasn't even the beneficiary of this random act of kindness. So I love these cases. I love seeing people get out of the detention center. I love seeing them restored. Um, I love knowing that even though they've been through that experience, I believe that they will have deeper compassion for others and that perhaps when they become U.S. citizens, they too will vote for their brothers and sisters who are still in the, in the journey to be able to help them get immigration reform. These are the stories of your attorney, Hillary, and I hope that they touch your heart because um, there are so many people going through so many things. And when we can connect in this way, it makes everything easier. I hope you have a wonderful day, a wonderful week, and we'll see you next time. My friend, I'm so glad you joined me today. If you have a friend or family member who may need some immigration law guidance or even just day-to-day -day encouragement, please send them a text or email or a DM on social media and say, hey, I think this podcast is going to help you. I sure wish someone had given me the tips I'm sharing here years and years ago when I was starting out as an immigration lawyer. Thank you so much for being here. I'll see you next week. Same time, same place. Adios.